Hello, sometimes when I'm out strolling around, I see something or something catches my eye and it becomes a visual metaphor for some other situation I've been thinking of or it makes me think of a situation and these moments can trigger stories as I've said or implied and sometimes they just they just trigger these various thoughts. So there's one place west from where I live called the Houthavens and I have these set walks that I take and I pass this route or I pass this area on one of my set walks and you have to imagine a sort of park it's not really large it's more a place where people can let their dogs run and there's a pedestrian path and the pedestrian path the south side of the path is this long bench and that bench is actually created from a wall between the park and the pedestrian path then at one end of the pedestrian path the would it be the east end you have this three-piece barrier so the idea is to stop cyclists zooming along and so you have to do this sort of zigzag motion to get through now on the right side that's the north side of this three-piece barrier you just have another bit of field of grass so human beings yeah being what we are there's no way the average person is going to go through that barrier when they can walk around it on the grass so you end up with this very barren patch i would say patch of grass but there's no grass there so it's just it's just hardened mud where people walk around the barrier but what sprang to mind the other day was that it's funny how often our attempts at creating a certain order end up generating a form of ugliness this episode as the podcast begins to pick up steam is related to the one about fear and the one about the right position. Possibly a, a cousin, it's not a sibling, but I'd call it a cousin. And it's based on the fact that every single one of my writing sessions is preceded by this ritual of things to do before writing. And as is my way, I'm not listing these things in order of importance or in chronological order. They simply are what comes up first in the mind. So first thoughts, first out. On the desk in my workroom side of things, the most popular ceremony is the um, clearing the desk ritual. And what happens is I'm planning to write, so I know I'm just going to sit down there and write. And as soon as I look at my desk, I suddenly realize things need to change. I need to put this over there. This has to come here. This and there. And this process goes on and on and on until my desk looks like what I believe a serious writer's desk should look like. And when that happens, I am able to start writing. A close friend of getting my desk organized is the need for coffee in a certain mug. So we have two things going on here. Before I can write, I realize I need to have some coffee. And then I need to have the coffee in one particular mug. I have various mugs. And then suddenly I start getting itchy and twitchy about, no, I don't want to drink out of this mug. I need to drink out of that mug. Basically, it's sort of no coffee in that mug, no work. Why this happens, don't ask me. It's just one of those, I think, twitches or it, it has. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I, I haven't figured that out yet. Then not as popular, but of course, still at the desk is the writing pad angle shuffle. 
And this one, I sometimes wonder, what does it look like if somebody, supposing there was a fly with a camera on its head and transmitting the images of me fiddling around with my pad. And it's that I don't write, for example, nothing is ever at right angles in terms of the edge of the, de the, the pad and the edge of the desk are never parallel to one another or adjacent to one another. It's always sort of skewed because of the way I write. And that angle, sometimes I get into this total fidget about um, that angle. I want to write, no, 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 I just got to put the pad this way. I need to put it that way. Wait a second, just here. They're pushing it back and forth. And the basic assumption is that if this pad is not perfectly aligned, and what that perfect alignment is, is it changes from day to day, then there's no way I can write more than a word or two. And I just get so distracted. It Maybe it's related to that thing of, I don't know if you know when you go to somebody's house and they have a picture on the wall that is not straight, you can barely listen to what you're being told because that picture is just calling straight to me, straight to me, straight to me. So I have the same thing with the writing pad. It just wants to be in a particular position before I start writing. Talking about the positions and things, sometimes when I've stacked up my blocks, I've put the blocks there, pad is there, everything is almost ready, and then my body goes into this sort of back and forth dance, like, should I stand here or here? Uh, the light, the this, the that, it, it just, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's a strange thing, and I have spent at least up to an hour just trying to do something moving this way, moving that way, and it continues until the will to write becomes so enormous, I'm forced to just pick up the pen and, you know, get to work. Another ritual that takes place, and this is quite, it, it doesn't happen that often, and it tends not to happen in winter, don't know why, and that has to do with clothing. An article of clothing just really begins to get on my nerves. So I'm trying to express myself creatively, and suddenly I feel I can't wear this jump is too tight or this t-shirt is too this or this one is that and I go into this whole process of changing clothes no I mean usually the shirt I take it off I put this one on no I don't want that one this this and that and that and sometimes I have shirts that have been in the bottom of this box for ages for half a season and so when I put them on the result is just mad itching all over my back and and so that it's impossible to write with that kind of distraction how I allow a piece of clothing to distract me in this way, to completely shatter my concentration, I just have no answers to that. These are things that happen, whether these are writer's things, whether these are my things, I cannot say. Now, most of the time, these pre-writing rituals take place in close proximity to where I want to do the writing. However, sometimes it is just so that I feel I must go out and take a walk. I'm so stuck, nothing is coming out, so the only thing I can do is go out and take a walk. And this usually goes one of two ways. So it's either the outside air and the space afforded by being outside allows me to focus and zoom in on what I am trying to express. Or the alternative is that being outside, I think the freedom of just walking around allows my mind to wander and it goes down one rabbit hole after another after another. The mind is completely free and I end up miles and miles and miles away from where I need to be. 
And the funny thing is, or it's not even a funny thing, is that getting back, really, to get out of such a process, I think it's, I have never piloted a ship or captained a ship, but I believe it's almost like trying to turn a big, big, big tank around. The walking, of course, is really good physically. I think it's very healthy. But when it comes to using walking to help me concentrate on something specific, it is hit and miss. I have to confess to that. Another of my pre-writing rights is stretching the body. So I suppose it's almost like um, a substitute footballer, rugby player, who is about to come on and they're sort of stretching their limbs and doing all kinds of stuff. And so I get into this... I feel I can't write until sort of all the bits of my writing machine, all the way from my fingers to my back and everything, have been well and truly stretched and exercised. The blood is flowing, and that would allow me to write. So I give myself a full-spectrum workout. However, there isn't really a fixed program because it depends on my mood at that moment. So I could feel like doing this, or I could feel I need to do that. But this whole stretching thing, sometimes it's just... There will be no writing unless the body is nice and limber. A personal favorite among the pre-write rituals is the one where I go, huh, what's that? And I'm talking about high quality distraction. The um, distracting object could be absolutely anything at all. It could be a section of the wall that I suddenly feel, you know, that needs some repainting. I should be writing, but no, I'm focused on this wall that needs repainting. I can see a loose screw. I can even see screws which are not perfectly aligned. And it's, I don't know, it, I can see light bulbs sometimes think, yeah, but is this light bulb, isn't it too bright? Should it be dark? Should it be this? Should it be that? Sometimes it's about books. I look at the bookshelf I don't know why I look at the bookshelf, but I'm turning around in my swivel chair, look at the bookshelf and suddenly think, those books could do with some rearrangement. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. And the fact is, it, it, I mean, it's enjoyable. It doesn't help me write, but it really is enjoyable because I get to look around the house and see all these things and make notes. And often what I do see, not everything, but quite a lot of what I do see, I end up repainting, repairing, readjusting, etc., etc. So this particular ritual, as I said, is a favorite, and it's quite useful, but not for writing. I can tell you, regaining control of such a situation, that, that is, it's almost impossible. It's like trying to catch a dozen bionic mice. They're running in all kinds of directions, and uh, it is really one hell of a task. But it is possible to do it. However, there is a price to be paid, and I'm not going to get into that right now because that's a rabbit hole that is deep and quite dark. One of the lesser common rituals, but one guaranteed to leave an indelible impression, is the deadly, the horrifying first three-paragraph loop. And it happens under the guise of just getting back into a rhythm and all that stuff. And suddenly you find yourself trapped in this repeating circuit of the first three paragraphs. And you find yourself fiddling with the punctuation, moving words, sort of back and forth. But there is no way to get out. It's just impossible to get out until you get these paragraphs right. Now, the slight problem with this whole thing is when you get into the loop, it could be maybe you're tired, maybe 
something has upset you, but your mind isn't really where it should be. And that means you have no sense of what is right. It's impossible to know what is right, what is good. And so you just go on and on and on and on until exhaustion and uh, the need to either eat or sleep saves you, takes you out of that zone. And I guess you could say you give thanks to the body's requirements for getting you out of a very, very sticky situation. A close relative to the first three paragraph loop is research creep. So you go onto the web, the plan is to, you just need to look up something, uh, some reference of this and that and that and that, and you find your interests are captured by everything but the thing you need to look at, and you disappear. You just, this isn't even a rabbit hole, you know, this is surfing, old school web surfing, you're just going from this to that to that and that. And extraction from one of these research creep type situations is uh, equivalent to removing a half-eaten ice cream from the hands of a child. I can confirm that the pain of saying farewell to endless online research, it has left its mark. It does leave a mark. Um, there are shadows in my mind and stuff like that. Again, I could talk about that. Maybe I will in a future episode. But it's just so incredibly hard to pull yourself back from surfing on the web, seeing all kinds of exciting new items and discoveries, even though you should be writing. There is one particular ritual, and I think it goes to say a lot about uh, how seriously I take my work, I take my profession, and that is the selecting the right pen ritual. Um, I mean, it could be a writer's sensitivity, it could be fancy nonsense, but the fact is, I cannot simply start writing with the first pen my hand grabs. What happens is I try this one, I try that one. Does it feel as if it has what I need? Is it flowing? Does the ink flow the way I want it to flow? Uh, does it match my mood? Even though there are lots and lots of pens, there's, I mean, these, these are just writing instruments. However, I don't know what it is. Is it this chapter wants this particular color, that chapter wants another color, but I do waste an awful lot of time doing that. Why I do that? Again, no answer. We are coming to the end of this episode, and I want to round it off with a brief mention of one of the most fascinating pre-write rituals that I know. It's actually a sort of segment of rituals and these are all um, inspired by belly rumbling hunger so imagine the situation you have every plan to write you've got a story in your head uh, papers there pen in hand you sit down and just as you're about to begin to do your thing the stomach just starts crying and wailing and behaving like oh I'm dying I'm starving I can't this I can't that and you do what I suppose any normal human being would do. However, you are a writer, you're an artist, and that means you can't just stuff your face with the first kind of food you see. You first need to inspect and consider all the ingredients you have in your house and then decide what combinations you're going to put together because that combination is quite unique. I mean, if the combination is right, it gives you the nutrients, it gives you the, I don't know, the encouragement, the confidence to start writing again. 
And sometimes you find you don't have the ingredients you need, which means you're going out to the shop. That in itself is a complete, that's a whole podcast, shopping, finding things and not being distracted. So I'm not really going to go down to that. The thing is that the hunger one is, it's an odd one. I'm sure you don't need to eat. I'm sure it has something to do with nervous energy, but uh, I don't know. I have spent quite a lot of time wondering about these pre-writing rituals that I get up to. Why do they happen? What is their purpose? I don't actually have an answer to that other than to say I simply think they're just part of this writing game that all of us play. Talk next time.